Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Singapore's only FPL podcast. My name is Sean. My name is Ryan. And together we are FPL Pautia. Happy Deepavali to all our listeners out there. So, Ryan, yeah. moving on to the upcoming game week. How is Ole faring? He saved his job by trashing Spurs 3-0. He saved his job or Ronaldo saved his job? I mean, he did implement a change in formation. He did try. I thought it was a build-up to bring Conte in, you know, to help him test the three at the back until Conte got hired by Spurs. La, so. <laughs> He's smart. He's a smart guy. He knows when to win to not get sacked. So, like I said, I was hoping United win against Spurs because I want Ole to be in charge. Such a Chelsea selfish player. Plays against United in, in like maybe two or three more weeks. Okay, I think yeah. as things are going so far, right, as a Manchester United fan, I think that he has a, it, it's a do or die this weekend. La. It's a do or die this weekend. I don't think so. La. I mean, you have to be realistic when you play against City, right? It is one of the toughest opponents in the league. So, I don't think losing this game will mean that he will lose his job. I feel that most importantly is that I, I don't think Ole has found his identity for the team. He started at four at the back, now he's moving on to three at the back. So for me, it's that what, what, what's going on? Like We have not discovered actually who is our first team players and what's the right formation to go. We have Sancho on the bench. We have good players like Van der Beek who has not given a chance. And I honestly still don't get why is Maguire starting. Because against Atalanta, Maguire didn't, didn't even perform up to expectation, in my opinion. Okay, so without further ado, Ryan, last game week, Ho Chia or Bo Chia for you? It was another week of Bo Ho Chia for me, mainly because 5 out of my 15 players didn't even play. I think it was 6. Uh. Six, 6 out of my 15 players didn't even play. And I had 2 zero pointers in my first 11 after all the substitutes coming on. So that contributed to my below average score once again this week. I lost count of how many below average scores I've had in the first 10 game weeks. Uh, it has been pretty rough for me. Yeah, Nothing good to add. What about you, Sean? I think it's a pretty hotel week for me because I achieved 57 points. I think I'm on the roll uh, recently. Performing above average with a very good team value. This might be the season to look out for, Ryan. <laughs> the season where I finally win you. Okay, so what went well for me is basically Havertz had an assist, but some may argue that it's a bit of the Taiko. What do you think, Ryan? Do you think it's a Taiko assist? Because the way FPL counts certain assists, right? I think, yes, la, some assists may be Taiko. Never mind. None, but it doesn't matter. Nonetheless, right? I'll, I will take the assist. Yeah, so three points whatever. is three points. Yes, precisely. To add on, Chelsea kept clean sheet, and I have both Rudiger and Chuel in my team. Plus, Chuel has been impressive, and... Shout out to all managers who have not had Chuel. I think it's time to bring him in because he's on red hot form right now. Furthermore, the next game is against Burnley at home and I don't see him not starting because Alonso started midweek during the Champions League tie. ESR is on form currently and he has returned once again with a total of 9 points. So Ryan, do you have anything to add on to your team that didn't go well? Like what are the positives? Are there any positives? I think my team is just ravaged by many injuries. Very unfortunate, I guess. Do you foresee a turnaround in the near future within the next few game weeks? Are you plotting something? I'm just thinking it game by game. Like. You're just thinking game to, by game? Yeah, trying to, feel as, trying to feel a strong 11. That's my main focus right now. Yeah, see, I'm quite yeah. sure many of our listeners out there have the same problem as you 
in terms of building a strong 11. Personally, I think that what didn't go as well last game week was that City lost at home against Crystal Palace. Everyone thought that it was a straightforward fixture because City is playing at home. However, if you tune in to our previous episode of FPL Pautia, right, I did mention that this game might be a trap. And indeed, it proved to be a trap because Palace scored 2 and luckily I only had Cancelo in my team and I'm quite sure many managers out there have already doubled up with either Phil Foden or KBB. So, Crystal Palace seems to be in good form right now which brings it back to the player who caught my eye which is none other than Gallagher. He has one goal and one assist against a strong City side. In fact, his price just increased to 5.7 and he's only owned by 9.4% of managers worldwide. He plays the number 10 role and has two good fixtures against Wolves at home followed by Burnley away. And I think that following the City victory, right, morale will be high and Palace seems to be able to win these two upcoming fixtures with Gallagher performing once again. So, Ryan, which player caught your eye? The player that caught my eye in game week 10 was Rhys James. So, Tuko said that as a right wing back, right, it is important for that position to arrive in the box and to create a goal threat from that position, not to just, you know, hold possession around the right flank area. So I think Rhys James has been excelling in the right wing back role, which I can't say that all fullbacks can do so. For example, Bisaka, right, he's known to be a defensive fullback. He's good defensively, but he doesn't provide or possess a goal threat going forward. So, playing him at right wing back, I think attacking-wise, it's a bit uh, not very effective compared to, let's say, Chibel or Rhys James in the wing back row. So, according to uh, Rhys James' hit map, right, he actually spent more time in Newcastle's half than his own half. He also spent a considerable amount of time inside Newcastle's box. So that gives you an indication of how much of a threat he is going forward. Another fun fact is since the, since the start of the season, every single time he played 90 minutes in the league thus far, he had a double-digit haul. 18 points in game week 1, 13 points in game week 9, and another 18 points last weekend. So if he continues to start, He's definitely someone to look up for. He has a mean shot in him, I feel. And yeah. the only competition that he's facing so far are Aspie and Cho, right? Yeah, but I wrong. think Cho has been utilized further up front nowadays. It may also be due to um, injuries in the Chelsea squad right now because there are like maybe four or five players out injured currently. With everyone back to uh, fitness, I believe there will be more competition in the right wing back spot but for now i think he pretty much nailed that spot no, i yeah. don't know man in fact if you ask me right if i were to choose between reese james or taa i will go for reese james because I've, I've i do not have ta in my squad and i'm coping well because i save up the funds on taa to actually upgrade my players in other positions and this season has been kind of tricky and kind of interesting because you have players like Livramento who once again delivered and you have defenders from Chelsea who are performing. Therefore, TAA, to all listeners out there, do you think that is he still essential to the team because he's so expensive right now? Yes. 
Do you you think that he's he's too essential? Yeah, I do think so. Maybe that's why you are the <laughs> below me lah, because I already took him off and upgraded. <laughs> because for me, I have um Chuel, I have Rudiger, I have Livramento, and I have um Cancelo in my team. And so far, they are they have been doing a decent job, except for Kieran Tierney, who is doubtful for the past few game weeks. But then again, I think that Arsenal's fixtures are doing okay and they're pretty on form right now. Therefore, I can give up TAA to upgrade my players elsewhere. That's just my opinion. And TAA, if I'm not wrong, he hasn't been delivering so far, right? If I, if I'm not mistaken. He didn't deliver the last weekend. But I think before that, he returned with an assist and clean sheet, I think. Yeah, but I still feel that he's kind of expensive and I'd rather upgrade the players elsewhere to other premium, either a midfielder or striker in that case. Uh. Alright, so now let's move on to our next segment. Tia Simi! So Ryan, yes. which picture would you want to tia this week? I think it has to be Chelsea versus Burnley. For the past four game weeks, Chelsea scored the most goal of 14, had the highest expected goal of 9.1, Ranked second for shots of target with 29 and also ranked second for big chances with 14. So I do see Chelsea continue to score, especially against Burnley this coming weekend. On the other hand, Burnley ranked third last for expected goal scored. So uh, coupled with Chelsea's resolute defending, I do not see Burnley putting anything past Chelsea's defense this coming game week. Chelsea only conceded one goal in the last four game weeks. 10 shots on target, ranked second for conceding only five big chances and an expected goal of 3.5. So I think all the numbers is against Burnley and all the numbers is for Chelsea. What about you, Sean? Which fixture do you think the viewers should see this week? Of course, the Manchester Derby. What other fixtures will we be looking at? Let's yeah, do or die. Yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> handicap, <laughs> menu, yeah, handicap. <laughs> Handicap menu plus two. <laughs> so, okay, jokes aside, FPL-wise, I would think that the fixture to look at is, in fact, Arsenal versus Watford. Watford seems to be conceding goals for fun. They have conceded 18 goals so far and has kept zero clean sheets. On the other hand, Arsenal looks to be on good form currently with seven unbeaten games. I don't see Arsenal not winning this fixture. In fact, to those listeners out there who are into betting, I think that 2-0 might be a very good bet because... Arsenal is on red hot form and Watford has no clue what's going on. Oh, now you also become booty. Yeah, Singapore pool just engaged me, la, you know. <laughs> so 2 0. 2 0. Uh? I put my two money yeah, on okay. 2 0. Uh? For those listeners, if you bet 2 0 and win, right, remember to treat me for pay, a day, pay right? now him some uh, Pay now me something, la, okay. But if those who, if never 2 0, right, then. And then ask him to pay now you back. <laughs> <laughs> I will just provide you some uh, insightful tips. I, I, I mean, I'm, quite on, I'm on quite a roll, bro. I told you to avoid City Palace. Really, it's a trap. Okay. And and it, it did. Okay, to Arsenal 2 nil. I'll buy. Arsenal 2 0 Ryan. Next week, Mew is on you. Uh. Okay. Not expecting much. Don't be greedy. Okay? Or maybe Mew is on you. Uh. Okay, deal. <laughs> Let's have an agreement whether you go 2 0 or not. Okay, so Ryan, which player will be getting in? I think the viewers can look at uh, bring in Jimenez. So Jimenez had 5 returns in his last 4 starts. Two goals and three assists. Uh, priced at 7.6 million. I think he's at a decent price. Not too expensive. He is also on penalties for Wolves. The focal point of all Wolves attacks. Wolves also has a good run of fixtures. 
with Crystal Palace this weekend, followed by West Ham, Norwich, and Burnley. For me, right, I think the player to get this weekend is Diego Jota. The reason why Jota is because Firmino just got sucked off during the midweek Champions League tie against Atletico Madrid, which probably means that Jota will be nailed to start if Firmino doesn't recover in time. And based on the reports that I've read is that Firmino suffered a hamstring injury which might put him out for a couple of weeks. So, Ryan, who do you think the listeners should avoid? I think the listeners should avoid CR7 this weekend. He's the ninth most transferred player in this week. Around 83k people brought him in. But I believe these 83k people are knee-jerkers. Firstly, because it's not easy to bring in a premium player into your squad without using any chips. Just because he scored a goal and had an assist against Spurs last weekend, these knee-jerkers are knee-jerking. United will be playing against City, one of the toughest opponents in the league you can face. So I do not think Ronaldo is the premium asset or money should be invested in. The last time they were playing at Old Trafford, they did get raped by Liverpool 0-5. And Last game against Spurs, United, even though United scored, scored three goals, it was only from an expected goal of 1.2. And CR7, despite scoring a very beautiful volley, that was the only one shot he had on target, and his expected goal was only 0.1. But so, Ryan, I thought you talked about form over fixtures, about Mo Salah. How come when it comes to Ronaldo, like... No, Salah also had the numbers to back him up. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Before Spurs game, I think he blanked like four games straight. I believe that Ronaldo is saving United time and time again as we can Yeah, but see. how many times yes, can correct. he how do it? How many times can he actually save yeah. a struggling United? With similar amount of money, I think 12.5 and 12.7, right? I would rather put it on Salah. Correct. You know? And I won't be surprised that some players might, some managers out there might take a point hit to bring Ronaldo in because he's so expensive. So to be honest, like you mentioned just now, those knee jerkers, I won't be surprised that they took a point hit to fit Ronaldo into their team. Yeah. I just don't think this week is the right week to bring him in. Correct. Game week 14, yeah. For me, right, I would think that we should all avoid Spurs assets for the time being. Yes, Conte has... Yes, Conte is hired like a few days back and Spurs... I think that Spurs will be bound for greater things in the near future, but Conte has a system of playing three at the back, whereas Spurs has been consistently playing four at the back. Therefore, I would think that they will need some time to gel in Yes, I also agree that Son and Kane will deliver, but for Spurs fixtures, it's a wait and see to let them gel in first. Maybe some players that you might consider getting in for Spurs, I would think that a good bet is Regalon, because he plays at the left wing back row, which is what Conte loves to do, as we can see from in Chelsea and in Juventus as well. So, Ryan, yeah. this weekend's differential, who do you think it is? Okay, so after what you said, right, on the contrary, I think the differential viewers can actually bring in is Harry Kane. So he's only owned by 6.6% of fantasy managers. I know he's very pricey, but if, you know, you can afford Ronaldo, I think you definitely can afford Kane. And I think Kane will be a better choice compared to having Ronaldo. Okay, so Spurs have... Uh, a good run of favourable fixtures, starting with Everton this game week, followed by Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton. Right, it is a stretch of about six good games where Kane 
may possibly score. And I think with the new manager in charge, Conte is Conte traditionally does well with new teams, right? With uh, Inter, with Chelsea, he has uh won titles with whichever new team he had joined. So I'm not saying Spurs is gonna win the league this season, but I do believe Conte is gonna turn Spurs around, and Spurs will collectively be a better team. And I do feel that, you know, despite the imminent formation change, right, from the back back four to the back five, I think top players are top players because they are able to adapt to different formations or play off their teammates, etc. So I do think Kane will thrive. I think Conte will somehow make Kane and Son thrive in whatever formation he's going to utilize. So, yeah, I think Kane may be the one to watch and... If you are bringing him in, you are getting a head start. True, true, true. I mean, that's the whole point yeah. of getting a differential, All right? To get him before anybody else get him in. Yeah. And I agree with you regarding Kane versus Ronaldo because I think that Kane will be the focal point of all attacks. And I foresee, like... The He's back... also on penalties. Can't say the same for Ronaldo, correct, yeah? Correct, With Bruno coming in, later he can snatch a penalty again. But then again, like, Spurs, for Conte style of play, I would expect a lot of left wing back and right wing back crossing the ball over to Kane to nod it in or even like do a poacher type of finish inside. Therefore, I think I agree with you, Ryan, that Kane is a player to look at. He is still a very top yes. striker. Correct, correct. A very and, complete striker, la, I would say. Yeah, plus he's FPL proven over the past few seasons as well. Yeah. But the thing, I would think that the next fixture, the next fixture against Everton away will be a very tricky fixture for both Everton and Spurs because both teams seems to be still finding their form at the moment. For me, I think the differential player that listeners out there can actually keep an eye on is Tomiyasu. Priced at 4.6 million, he's only selected by 3.4% of managers worldwide. And he has started every game so far. So for players who want to... Sorry, for listeners out there who want to save money on the defensive line, you can perhaps look at Tomiyasu because he seems to be a new starter at the right back position. Ryan, since you have so many players out yeah. injured, which transfer will you be looking at? So I've actually held up my transfers, uh, but currently I think I may get rid of uh, Traore and probably bring in Jota because Firmino is out. So Jota is probably the one starting right now. That is something that I'm considering but I'm not sure. I mean, I may either transfer out Traore or Alonso. I see. Yeah, what about you, Sean? For me, I'm not going to do any transfers currently because I'm actually building my transfers to Game Week 14 to bring in Cristiano Ronaldo where United fixtures turn tasty. And in fact, I need to have a so-called major overhaul to build up to that because Game Week 12 onwards, I have plans to bring in United, Spurs and City assets. Therefore, I think I'll hold my transfer to the next game week since I can actually feel a decent 11 upcoming. I have like, in fact, I have a transfer dilemma because I do not know whether to fill in ASM or not, which brings it to the next point about who to captain this upcoming game week. So Ryan, I think that right, this upcoming game week for the captaincy choice is not as straightforward because um, Liverpool has a tricky fixture, United is out of sorts, and City is playing United. Therefore, I think there's a there's no straightforward captaincy pick. So, Ryan, who do you think 
you bring in as captain? Who you put the captain unman on this game week? I think um, it's still pretty straightforward for me. Salah hasn't been disappointing, and I don't think he will disappoint. So my captaincy unman is still on Salah, and I'm still backing on him to get a return this week, whether it's just a single assist or just one goal. Liverpool is probably the most scary team in terms of attack right now, so never bet against them to not score. To add on, I think that West Ham has been pretty impressive over the past few game weeks, but then again, West Ham has been pretty leaky at the back. Although the fixture difficulty rating has listed the fixture as a red flag, but I do agree with you, Ryan, that Salah will either assist or get a goal out of there, but no doubt it will be a very tight fixture because West Ham has been performing above average over the past few game weeks. For me, I think that the captaincy pick, I'm quite caught in the middle because I'm tempted to take a pun on ESR, but I'm also leaning towards Chuel. Start already, oh. Differential right, captaincy, right, when you start keep talking about Chelsea fixture, right, my, my ears are, wow, paying very close attention. Eh. <laughs> and to be honest, right, over the past few game weeks, because I've, in fact, tripled up in Chelsea players with Havertz, Chua and Rudiger, right? I pay yeah. more attention to Chelsea games than right. United games, uh, to be very honest. And I cannot afford Chelsea to concede goals because I got two Chelsea players. <laughs> so yeah. Glad to have you on this side. FPL has taken over my EPL life, uh, basically. So, Ryan, yeah. Paucha player of the week mm. on the count of three, okay? One, two, three. Chuel. What did you just say? Mbuemo. Are you kidding? Paucha player of the week, Mbuemo. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say Salah, right? And I also don't really want to say Chelsea's defense. So, I'm going to go with Mbuemo. You see, because... I go for a differential captain, but you go for a differential Paucha player, Mbuemo. Okay, never mind, Ryan. Back us up, back us up with some stats and tell us how you feel. Why is Embremo a Pauja player? I mean, we all know that Norwich defensively is probably one of the worst team, if not like second worst, right? Other than Newcastle in the league. Uh, Brentford is playing at home against Norwich. I think Brentford is a team that can score goals, can defend, may even surprise once in a while. Defensively, Norwich stats are really poor. Last four game weeks, they have considered nine goals. They have considered the second most shots on target with 25. Uh, I just feel like Brentford is definitely going to score a goal. And Embremo is their furthest player forward. He's playing OOP, getting an extra point for every goal he scores. Getting an additional clean sheet point maybe. Yeah, I think if Brentford were to score goals, Embremo will be involved. And Embuemo is back now, fully rested, fully fit. I oh, think right. he's ready to go. If this really bounce and really deliver, right? Yeah. Right. He'll be frothed, Ryan. <laughs> I'm done with that, lah. Wow, la, really. Eh. That's a really very big differential bounce out there, man. Okay, so what about you? Okay. What uh, about Chiwell? I mean, good form, good fixtures. Seriously, I don't see Chiwell not delivering, honestly speaking. Okay, never mind. Let's not talk about not delivering. I will just say that I don't see Chelsea not keeping a clean sheet even. And I was deciding between Chuel or Rudiger for Chelsea, right? But definitely Chuel because he's on form and he plays so up front on, on the pitch. Whereas, like, I was deciding, like, maybe ESR or something. But then again, yes, ESR is on form. But Arsenal just, it's not as consistent in my opinion as compared to Chelsea who is more proven. 
Therefore, yes, Jewel will be my FPL Pautia of the week. That's all, folks. Thanks for tuning in once again. We have come to an end of this week's episode. Now, it's time for our question of the week. Take it away, Ryan. Who is the greatest player that wore the number 13 jersey at Chelsea? Okay, there is only one right answer. Yeah. Okay, okay. And that's, that's a, for you guys to provide. That's a very good question coming from a hardcore Chelsea fan. So, three more questions to go. Keep the answers coming in and stand a chance to win an authentic jersey of your choice. So, Ryan. Yeah. Just because you're not performing every week, you bohotia, bohotia. That's something <laughs> that you can shortchange the listeners and not shut out the top performer of the week. So, Ryan, can you do the honors? And okay, this week, this week, this week, this week, I must do it. Okay, okay. go. For game week 10 in the FPL Pautia League, the top scoring player, Ong Shao Xian, my bro, right there. Congrats, bro. Even with Christensen and six points on the bench, he still managed to get top. Well done, la, bro. Very impressive, Fatty Bomb Bomb. So don't forget to join our FPL Pautia League because who knows the next giveaway involves joining our league. So, Ryan. Yeah. I think that we need to address to our listeners because many of them are actually wondering why do we release our podcast on Friday and the transfer will be either on Friday night or Saturday. Do you mind addressing the listeners out there? I think one of the biggest reasons why we release our podcast later into the week is because we want to have as much information as we can as we can gather before we release our podcast you know there are a lot of midweek games ongoing like champions league afl cup etc so you know for example like Firmino put his hamstring last night against atletico madrid right if we did our podcast on like a monday or tuesday this is information we wouldn't have been able to give you guys so yeah correct correct so Thanks for tuning in once again and we have made it this far after 10 episodes of FPL Pauchia and to be honest, we wouldn't have made it without all of you guys listening and tuning in. So, thank you once again for tuning in to Singapore's only FPL podcast and we are FPL Pauchia!